So certainly we've seen housing prices go up. We've seen uh, the lack of inventory in the housing market. And we take a look at who's doing this buying, and then we start getting these phone calls. We get these texts. We get these emails. We want to buy your house. We just want to buy it outright. Boom, bop, bip, done. You go, goodbye. And you're like, this is crazy. Well, it seems that there are a lot of investor groups out there taking advantage of tax laws or other things, trying to find places to put their dollars, and they believe uh, that uh, residential real estate is the place to do it. What happens when you have so much investment that you start pushing out the people who could be part of something greater for your city? This is the question clearly being asked by Mayor Scott Fadness, uh, the mayor of Fishers, Indiana. He joins us uh, right now. Uh, The story uh, from Wish TV talks about you doing what you can to stop out-of-state investors taking over the housing market and spiking rent. So let's take it from the first part. What's going on? in Fishers, and how do you propose stopping people from buying homes? Well, it's great to talk to you, Tony. And in reality, what's going on at Fishers is going on across the country. In fact, in January of this year, 33% of all residential homes purchased were purchased by investors. Uh, And we did a housing study in Fishers and realized in the last five years, we've had over 800 homes purchased by uh, investors, of which about 35% of those were from organizations that are outside of the state of Indiana. And so that really caught us off guard, and we started looking into this and realizing, you know, this is a real issue um, on multiple fronts, as you mentioned earlier. So let's talk about what those multiple fronts are, you know, and and you you are right. We, We see a lot of this buying, as we discussed, all across the country. As a city, though, what is it that is most problematic to you as you think of of the growth of fishers? Sure. I break it down two ways, one from a philosophical perspective. You know, home ownership is the way that most middle-class families over the years have been able to accrue wealth. You buy a home, you take care of it, you hope that your community is run well and it appreciates over time, and you pass down that wealth through generations. So I have an issue there. And secondly, you know, we've looked at it, we've done this research. From a code enforcement issue, uh, these homes are twice as likely to have code enforcement uh, issues with the city. That could be anything from high grass and weeds to broken down cars to any variety of code issues. We're also, I don't have the data yet, but we're crunching the numbers on law enforcement issues as well. So if, if you're a person that's in a neighborhood, in fact, I just talked to a police officer yesterday talking to him about this issue. He lives in Fishers, and he was telling me that in his neighborhood, now when he walks out to the mailbox, he looks left and right, and there's, you know, where there once was owner-occupied homes, there's now four rent signs. And, um, you know, he's worried about the value of his property, and I, and I think that's a legitimate concern given some of these data points. Talking to uh, Mayor Scott Fadness, Mayor of Fishers, Indiana. Uh, so the renters, by, by and large, according to the data, bring more crime. Uh, there's a concern about property values uh, and property value decrease. So how does a mayor stop a private transaction from taking place? Well, that's a complicated factor. So we've done a kind of a deep dive on what's happening across the country. And there are a lot of cities just now trying to wake up to this because it's a new phenomenon. I mean, back in the day, post the recession, it was mainly distressed assets that were getting purchased. Now you're talking about homes that are, they have multiple offers, cash offers, and they're still getting beat out. So it's a different animal than it was, say, 10 years ago. What we realized is at the HOA level, there's absolutely actionable steps that can be taken at the neighborhood level. So last night we held a uh, you know, record attendance Zoom call, 20 Zoom 
Zoom call to have this conversation. And we had neighborhoods from all over central Indiana talking about this issue and saying, hey, look, you can put your covenants, restrictions on the number of rentals, the percentage of rentals. You can put a cooling off period if you'd like. And we had a, a legal resource on there to help them kind of understand how you go about doing that. Now, as a city, we're, we're doing the homework to try to figure that out. And you, you hit it right on the head, Tony. It gets complicated when you start trying to interfere in private transactions at a citywide level or a state level. But I've been talking to our state legislators, too. I think this is something that we at least have to research and see if there's a solution or at least enabling legislation for local communities to, to take a look at this. Now, if if you can, if you can halt them, aren't you now – sending prices down in Fishers uh, because you're stopping a, a, a marketplace from being able to engage the, the, the market. I'm not saying I even disagree. It's just, I mean, it's, it, it plays into a lot of interesting economics and, and ideas of if I'm the seller and I want to sell to the highest bidder, why is the city getting in my way? I, I got to assume that's some of the pushback that you've been getting. Well, I haven't been getting much pushback to date. I mean, most people are very concerned about that because they're the people that want to stay in our community and they want their neighborhoods to be sustainable. Uh, And so I do understand that. I mean, look, I think Wall Street is acting very rational from an economic perspective, and I don't blame the individual that says, I'm going to take the highest cash offer and close as soon as I can. I get all of that. I think, you know, we get elected to look at the long-term viability and sustainability of our city, and I guess that's the lens that I'm looking at this through while still trying to balance property rights. I, I completely understand, you know, the sensitivity of interfering with someone's ability to reach their economic potential on an individual basis, but I have to look at the collective as well. But what, so that's that's an interesting take, talking to Mayor Scott Fadness, uh, the mayor of Fishers, Indiana. Uh, collectively, if, if just to go down that road, um, sure. is Fishers in a worse spot than it was three years ago with what's going on with this home buying or what is the what is the top line fear that you have for the city if this trend should continue uh increase on calls for service increase on code enforcement issues the devaluation of people who currently live here who then decide you know what maybe i don't want to live here any longer uh i'm worried about the value of my property i'm going to sell my home has anybody spoken to you about it's getting a little problematic? I want out. Uh, if you were to look at the chat feed last night on the Zoom call, there's an awful lot of neighborhoods extremely concerned about this. We had one neighborhood, Fishers alone, who said they're upwards of 40% of their homes are now for rent. I'm not arguing that isn't a fair uh, amount of homes. I'm not even arguing that this isn't a, an interesting subject. I just can't wait yeah. to see how you you come about trying to do that. And on, on a very personal level, how does the individual who wants to sell their home to the highest bidder, how do they accept the idea that they're no longer allowed to participate in the marketplace because the city is preventing them from doing so? Like, If the city had, had uh, these rules for people buying and going forward, well, that might be a, a different subject. Talk to the mayor of Fishers, Indiana, uh, Scott Fadness. Uh, while, while I have you here, you know, this is just one of the, the, the many subjects that uh, are, are new and, and, and cities are, are dealing with. As, as you grow the city of Fishers, which has grown fast and, and certainly engaged a fair amount of construction, as I see it, uh, engaged uh, in, in certainly in entertainment spaces and trying to bring in uh, corporate spaces, corporate headquarters, uh, what is the, the growth recipe 
uh, for fishers or as you see it for cities uh, in, in, in the Midwest or maybe around the country? What is it that is a one, two, three kind of punch that is attracting uh, the people, the talents and the opportunities to a city like Fishers? Uh, educated workforce, first and foremost. I know that's cliche. Everybody says it, but it does really, really matter. You have to have a clear vision of what you want to do, and you have to call your shot. You know, we called our shot on life sciences, and we're going to close in on a billion dollars investment in life sciences. You got to put your money where your mouth is. You have to invest in the infrastructure that's necessary to get it done, and be aggressive about it. It's it's a sales game. You got to go out there, you got to get in front of people, and you got to tell them your story, and then you have to execute. And I think those are all key components of really building the momentum and the keeping it.